Hey everyone, I hope you're having a swell morning. I know that I am. It's beautiful. Uh, that is apparently all it takes for a morning to be swell. It to just be a beautiful morning. So I'm lucky that I'm here in Boulder, Colorado. And you're lucky that you are wherever you are with your smart device or your earbuds because you are listening to Politics Explained. I'm Ian Shapiro. Today on Politics Explained, we start out the day, this beautiful day, as we always do, with Trump Tweets Explained. Trump did not go on any kind of a Twitter storm this morning. Instead, Donald Trump is responding to the news that Senator of Arizona, Arizona, uh, of Arizona, John McCain, has been diagnosed with brain cancer. This news comes after a post-diagnosis following the removal of an eye-based blood clot earlier in the week. John McCain is currently not expected to return to Washington, D.C., at least as far as at this recording. Now, on Trump's Twitter, we do have a very nice message saying, Melania and I send our thoughts and prayers to Senator McCain, Cindy, and their entire family. Get well soon. Attached is a link to the official White House statement, which says something very similar. It says, Senator John McCain has always been a fighter. Melania and I send our thoughts and prayers to Senator McCain, Cindy, and their entire family. Get well soon. This is not a nice subject to bring up, but this is in quite a bit of contrast to what Donald Trump has said about Senator John McCain in the past. Most recently, he has talked about, well, on the campaign trail, Trump discussed how uh, Senator John McCain had been captured and was a prisoner of war in Vietnam for five years after his bomber had been shut down, essentially saying that he doesn't think that he's a war hero because getting captured makes you well he doesn't like people who get captured uh he would rather someone not get captured which of course ruffles some feathers with individuals in the military and also people with a um, working moral compass uh, during the campaign i will say this Politics Explained thanks John McCain for all of his service to our country as a politician, as a representative, as an individual in the military, and I hope that you get better soon. John McCain, you're a fighter. You can get through this. This week, Donald Trump had an interview with the New York Times, a big player in the mainstream media, a group of uh, individuals and organizations that Trump in the past has called fake news. And we got a few tidbits of inside politics. Uh, The headlines are essentially that Trump is not happy with Attorney General Jeff Sessions for recusing himself uh, with any matter involving the Russia investigation going on with the FBI and now with Special Prosecutor Robert Mueller. Uh, Trump is also just unhappy with Comey. Remember Comey 
a few months ago was fired by the president of the United States. Um, there's a lot of speculation about why that happened. Uh, Comey himself testified before the Senate saying he believes that he was fired for you know, a few things like not letting the Flynn investigation go and essentially just not taking direct orders from Trump when it came to well, the Russia investigation. Uh, Trump even said in an interview that the firing was for the Russia investigation. So any information that you hear outside of that is either you know a, a wrinkle on why he was fire, fired or uh, just a falsehood because uh, we have from too many sources and you know just consistently that Comey was fired because of Russia, which is a really not great look for Trump. Jeff Sessions has said that he has no intention uh, to resign from his position and that he'll stay on the job as long as is appropriate. And he has also kind of bolstered this idea that he loves the people that he's working with and he loves the Department of Justice of which he is the head. Of course, it is Rod Rosenstein who is kind of in communication more with the White House and with Special Prosecutor Robert Mueller nowadays because of Sessions' recusal from uh, anything Russia. Former Acting Attorney General Sally Yates, who was a holdover uh, from the Obama administration, who was actually on the Trump team for a while, she was the individual who refused to enforce the original travel ban back in January, has said on Twitter, POTUS attack on Russia recusal reveals yet again his violation of the essential independence of Department of Justice, a bedrock principle of our democracy. That's somewhat of a partisan bash in you know, pretty much because Sally Yates is probably a Democrat. She was appointed by the Obama administration to be in the Department of Justice, but it's also about institutions. She was a member of the Department of Justice, and no matter who the president's, uh, no matter what party the president's in, she's going to want to defend this institution that is critical to having, you know, an independent force in our democracy. In just a second, we'll also talk about a very strange quote about Napoleon that Trump decided to bring up during his New York Times interview. More on that in just a second. Hey there everyone, it's Ian Shapiro again. Uh, before we get to more political news, I want to do a little tiny self-plug. Um, I have finally started streaming on Twitch, uh, mostly Overwatch and Destiny 2, but we have a channel called Political Gamers, uh, you know, twitch.tv slash Ian Shap, I-A-N-S-H-A-P, and you can find videos and you can also find my schedule for my live stream. And essentially what we do is we play Overwatch watch in Destiny 2 and other, you know, hit PS4 games, and you can ask me questions about American politics, and I'll answer them on the air. Uh, as far as I know, I'm the only political scientist who streams Destiny 2, uh, which has a beta going on right now. So uh, check that out. Uh, yeah, come by and say hi on the Twitch stream. I'm always happy to see people. Uh, I love you so much, and now we can get back to the politics. Or you can do the politics on Twitch too, that's fun. So in Donald Trump's interview with the New York Times, here's a strange thing that he said, and I wish I could put it into context, but it wouldn't make any more sense if I did. Here's what Trump said. Well, Napoleon finished a little bad, but I asked that, so I asked the president, so what about Napoleon? 
He said, no, no, no. What he did was incredible. He designed Paris. The street grid, the way they work, you know, the spokes. He did so many things even beyond. And his one problem is he didn't go to Russia that night because he had extracurricular activities and they froze to death. How many times has Russia been saved by the weather? Same thing happened to Hitler. Not for that reason, though. Hitler wanted to consolidate. He was all set to walk in, but he wanted to consolidate. And it went and dropped to 35 degrees below zero, and that was the end of the army. But the Russians have great fighters in the cold. They use the cold to their advantage. I mean, they've won five wars where the armies that went against them froze to death. It's pretty amazing. So we're having a good time. The economy is doing great. What? What was... Uh. So let, let that sink in. Listen to that segment a few times, and I'll be uh, back after this. One piece of fallout from the news that John McCain has been diagnosed with a brain tumor and may not even return uh, to his duties as a United States senator for Arizona is what is going to happen to the future of health care. Now, even without John McCain's yes or no vote, either way, Republicans don't have enough votes in the Senate to proceed with any kind of amendments or vote. But John McCain was also one of the biggest proponents for some kind of bipartisan reform of the Affordable Care Act. And without him actively lobbying for this type of middle way, then it's unclear that there's going to be enough personal clout in Washington, D.C. to really move forward with something that even resembles a bipartisan health care bill. Certainly, we're not going to see anything big happen uh, in 2018 if Democrats retake control of the House of Representatives. It seems unlikely that Senate Republicans would want to work with them or that President Trump would sign any kind of bill that uh, was, you know, begun being offered by Democrats at this point. He has called them obstructionists so many times, and even if they're technically not obstructionists, if they wrote a bill and sent it to him, he would still probably be pretty upset. Uh, Trump is more about personal than policy when it comes to Washington, D.C. Honestly, there's not a lot that I can say right now about the future of healthcare in the United States. It seems like the middle level-headed way forward is to, like I've said before, focus on negotiating with companies in order to lower the price of prescription drugs. Um, speaking of which, I need to go fill some prescriptions today. Hope that doesn't cost me an arm and a limb. And also making sure that the individual markets are stabilized so that individuals who don't get insurance through their employers or the government are, you know, covered because public health is a public good in our democracy. So I guess I'll just be able, I'll keep you updated. If you have any questions or concerns, or if you want to talk about something other than healthcare for once, call into the station here, Politics Explained. If you're listening on iTunes, uh, uh, write a nice review and also download the Anchor app so that you also can listen and engage with me, Ian Shapiro, here on Politics Explained. That's all I have for you today. Tomorrow, we will get back to the politics. See you then.